listening to the One and a Half Asians podcast with your hosts, Wu Cho Yi and Cody G. This. Okay. Just preparing myself. Yeah. The mental preparation that goes into a podcast. And action! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Woo! To... What's my name? <laughs> 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 yeah, it is. Two, season two, episode six. Six. Yeah. It's crazy. These episodes are just flying by. I think it'll be a little awkward when we get to like episode or season two, episode 51. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should then do season, mini seasons. Then season 10. Then season 12. We'll be like mid 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe instead of a whole season being a whole year, we do like. Four seasons per calendar year. Oh, that wouldn't be too bad. Kind of yeah, like TV and, shows. Yeah, and then like we could end. take a break in between. Kind of like Suits. They have like season. Yeah, is that how like they do their it? seasons? Like they break it up. I'm a big Suits fan, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are too. It's a wonderful show. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's ending this year. Sad because I don't know it's getting kind of old too. Yeah, everything has to come to an end. Yeah. Especially, like, Big Bang Theory should come to an end. That show <laughs> yeah. is just annoying now. That show should have ended five seasons ago. I love... What season are they in now? I don't know. It, it shouldn't have gone past the third season. Really? I kind of liked up to, like, season seven. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> There's a I, lot of seasons. Oh, <laughs> I, I binged watched a lot. Actually, I, I started watching it, like, when they're already into, like, season four. You're telling me you've watched all of Big Bang Theory, but you haven't watched a single Game of Thrones? No, I stopped watching Big Bang Theory after like season nine. Oh, jeez. I know. It's still, I, I watched quite a bit. <laughs> it was fun at the beginning, and then now it's just like nothing's really that funny anymore. It's kind of like The Simpsons. Like you watch 10 seasons of The Simpsons, and then now it's like yeah, not really interested anymore. I feel that. Although I'd probably watch The Simpsons if it was on a streaming platform of which I had the had access to. Streaming platform. Yeah, like if Netflix picked up all of The Simpsons, you'd be, yeah, I'd be watching The Simpsons every day. You got to get on, on the Plex then that Ricky was talking about. Do they have a Simpsons channel? No, they have all the seasons. Yeah, like, plus like any new season that comes up, yeah. it's like automatically uploaded to that. I mean, I could get it if I wanted to, but that's like an extra step. If it just fell into my lap, woo. Ten bucks a month. Can't beat it. And you get live TV. It's like IPTV. You get live TV. Mm -hmm. And what I recently noticed is you also get pay-per-view events. Yeah. But they're labeled sometimes under like the weirdest thing. It's like (laughs) Russia hockey. Yeah. And then it'll be like a UFC live event. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's so they don't get caught. Yeah. (sighs) So anyways... Yeah, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Woo segment this week. What do I want to talk about this week? You don't know, Woo? Not no, prepared. I do. I do know. <laughs> I do know. So these days, as we've been discussing, I've been Googling a lot. <laughs> You're the master Googler. I do Google. I, I enjoy Google. Yeah. Um, anything. The one thing I just don't like about Google is when you type in something, like it just recommends everything under that one thing. What did I search I searched like the Kardashians one time. I'm like, the one time? This is the the third time you've brought few, up the Kardashians <laughs> on the podcast? Not that many, but I started reading more because like all my recommendations is Kardashian news. <laughs> and then I was this close to following them on Instagram because I was like, yes, I see Don't your sister. I see your sister follows them. 
So I was so like, that, maybe oh. I'll just join because I, someone I know is following them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, recently I've been Googling different ways to make some money. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know a few podcasts ago, actually more than a few podcasts ago, we were kind of talking about the hustle, side, side hustles, hustle. and how to kind of earn more money in kind of creative, interesting ways. Mm-hmm. And this year, one of our goals was to... Actually, this year, one of my goals was to have another stream of income. Yep. So I know my the, the job that I have, the brick, that's a guaranteed income. It's a paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. I know that's coming. I want another stream. So I started Googling online businesses. So every time I log on to, like, YouTube, all I get is a, this barrage of these <laughs> douchey people. You might have heard of them. One of them's Ty Lopez. A very good speaker, by the way. Ty is Lopez. He? Yeah. Have you ever watched any of his videos? Like I've watched maybe 15 minutes of him. Really? Yeah. So his like garage full of all his books that he's read. I never watched. I've only watched a, a, an extended portion of him talking recently uh, when he got into uh, a topic we'll be talking about later, yeah. Airbnb. So uh, Ty Lopez, guy named Grant Cardone, Sam Ovens. These are all like apparently like internet gurus that are claiming mm-hmm. that they can teach you how to earn like a ridiculous amount of money every month. Yep. Right. So I've been watching a lot of these videos <laughs> <laughs> these days and it's funny what you find online. Like a lot of people will be like, Oh, these guys are all scams. These guys are all garbage. Yeah. Um, but I recently came across one guy. His name is Alex Becker. Have you ever heard of this guy? ex-marine guy yes and he sits in like a dark garage he does with like a lamborghini behind him i've seen that guy so i started listening to him and he's really all about well the first ads that i started watching were like he put like a sewing machine on the table and he's like i'm gonna show you guys how i made like fifty thousand dollars selling this sewing machine Mm -hmm. so already i'm like this guy's garbage right (laughs) but then like there are some things that i kind of like about him yeah and I don't want to say all of them are bad, like even even like Sam Ovens, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez. They all have kind of bits and pieces where I feel like they're very beneficial yep. if people just took the time to watch some of their videos. And in particular, what seems to be kind of the recurring thing that all of them are saying is that you have to have discipline yep. and you have to have focus, all right? So that's kind of something I struggle with these days, I think, because I've been out of school for a while. My brain capacity has kind of come down (laughs) quite a bit. It's amazing how, like, once you're out of school, like, I can't sit and read as long as I used to. Yeah. So that's one thing I want to kind of get back. And I was watching this Alex guy, Alex Becker, and one of his videos was like, why businesses fail. Yep. And he was talking about not really technical stuff, but he was more talking about like the individual. Mm-hmm. And he was talking a lot about taking care of yourself, yeah. like the health part of it. And that kind of caught my attention because he was talking a lot about like, if you don't take care of yourself, your brain is not going to be working at full capacity. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's like, your brain is connected to your gut. If you're eating bad foods, you're not going to be able to think clearly. You're going to have brain fog. Yep. Um, so that's kind of something I'm considering. Like I'm considering kind of a lifestyle change right now. So you're First. considering a lifestyle change to fuel... To fuel maybe 
my brain. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, I'm trying to take a different approach. I just don't want to get, like, boom, I'm going to buy all these courses and start doing online business. Yep. I kind of took what he said and said, you know, yeah, no, he's right. I have to start taking care of myself a little bit more. Yep. To maybe fuel some creative thoughts or have more clear mind, you know, just, yep. just get rid of my stress. So he was talking a lot about, like, your brain is connected to your gut. So you have to take care of your your health. So you have to eat properly. Mm -hmm. You have to cleanse. You got to not do, you know, drugs and all that other stuff. So I already <laughs> don't do a lot of. Actually, I do kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I I'm actually thinking about doing like kind of a complete change with the way that I'm living my life. Very cool. So everyone knows that I'm working at the Brick. I've put that out there. I'm actually considering. Um, not working during the weekdays at the brick okay okay so because i think it causes me a lot of stress being there mm -hmm. and like you said last week we are in control of you know our happiness yep. kind of thing right so i don't really owe them anything no absolutely. i don't owe them anything at all so you don't owe them a single thing one thing is i'm going to try to control my stress levels a little bit and reduce my time over there mm -hmm. and then i'm actually going to go on a cleanse like a juice cleanse? Like, no, no, like a detox. A so detox dad, with pills? Yeah, detox with pills. And start from there. Because I think that'll create some type of balance in me. Yeah. To help fuel my creativeness. Because really, these days, I like I sit down and I try to think of a business and I think of what I can do. I want to start an online business. Mm -hmm. I do have brain fog. Yeah. Like, nothing's going on up here. And I don't know why. Even for my like YouTube videos, yeah, I'll try to think of you haven't you haven't uploaded. In I a haven't while. uploaded in a while because I have brain fog. Brain fog, and I keep wondering like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, and when I came across this video, it's just you know, binge watching a lot of crap mm -hmm. on YouTube, and this one just kind of for some reason caught my attention because it it dealt with he wasn't trying to sell anything; he was just more dealing with the individual and yeah. what you have to do before you want to start something yep. and that's one thing is a lot of people don't take care of themselves they just want to do what looks sexy they want to hustle they want to stay up all night they want to mm -hmm. they want to make it seem like they're working hard but the main thing is you have to work smart yep. right so I think f kind of that's what I've been doing these I haven't been working smart these days mm. I've been kind of tired and trying to force myself trying to keep myself awake with coffee yep uh, use different types of stimulants, but I, I'm trying to dial it back now. Yep. And refresh. Refresh, reset, and not stress so much about the money part and see where that takes me. Yep. Does that make sense? You want to uh, build the better foundation? A little bit, yeah. Actually, not a little bit, a lot, yeah. Uh, Tim Ferriss, a guy who I listen to a lot, often says that he finds with most of his guests who he interviews. Uh, they don't start businesses looking for financial success, but rather they start a business or a venture trying to like scratch one of their own itches. Yeah. And then it turns into something that makes them a lot of money. Yeah. So you gotta be fresh so and ready to go. And another thing actually that he was talking about was, you know, we live in a world with social media and everything, yep. internet, and I th I've, if you've heard of a guy named Sam Ovens, I have not he's, heard. He's of like him. a consultant. He's kind of the same idea. Like he he's 
runs these ads before these YouTube videos saying yep. like I can teach you how to be a, a millionaire by blah <laughs> blah blah if you just follow my steps so but one of the things that he also says is you need to spend you need to block out a time during the day where you're just either studying or you're focusing you have to have laser focus for like let's say a certain period of time every single day mm-hmm which means blocking out your internet, turning off your phone. Like, these are all basic things. We all know this, but it's super hard to do. Yeah. Turning everything off and just being laser-focused. And if you continue to do this month after month, year after year, you will get good at something. Mm -hmm. If you have the discipline to just block out three hours to focus on something. Yeah. Right? So that's something I want to try. But I know that I can't get to that three-hour part unless I take care of my body and put myself in a position where I can focus for three hours and mm-hmm. not have this brain fog. Yeah. So I think that starts with my health. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to be trying to do. I think it'll be not too bad because I love cleanses, right? I love the health part <laughs> of it. Well, I didn't, I didn't know I that. I do, I do. I used to cleanse like every single year. Like my dad made it like a thing that yeah. our family would do. He would bring... <laughs> at first I didn't like it because he would bring home these this bag of like all this cleansing products okay he's like everyone's cleansing and i'd be like oh my damn it (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes i wouldn't do it but then like as i got older i started feeling the difference in my body feeling lighter like automatically you lose five pounds (laughs) and then really you do feel smarter okay and i'm starting to realize that so what is this cleanse gonna entail do you have it like kind of plotted out in your mind I do. So my dad has these kits. So they're simple, easy to follow kits, like 21 day cleanse or a, okay. like a seven day cleanse. They're essentially just pills that you take before a meal, and then it eliminates so your bowel movements. It's like already put together. Already put You're together. You're not taking yeah. multiple pills. Yeah, it's already put together like in in packs where you, like okay. specific pills that you have to take. So that somebody has designed it for you. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to take. I'm a. Uh, I can join you on this. Uh, this cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that was a beneficial part that I learned. It, like he wasn't selling anything, mm-hmm. but it made complete sense to me. Yeah. And if I, I'm super interested in block, really blocking out three hours of my day going forward, mm-hmm. trying to, just have laser focus, and just be productive. Separated from social media, everything. Yeah. For three hours. If I can do that, I think I can become successful at something. Yeah. Right? But I have to figure out that something. To be successful To at. be successful, I got to have that laser focus. I can't get that laser focus without being, I think, clean and centered and yeah. eliminate the stresses in my life. So focus on the mind, focus on the body, yeah. and build the discipline muscle. And once those things are in place... Maybe the the spark of innovation, the spark of creativity, will strike. Exactly. So I, I think it'll work. <laughs> no, I think it absolutely seems logical, and I really like the idea of distancing yourself from distractions. And I like the three-hour block. Um, I would suggest getting up earlier in yeah. order to get that done, like before anyone else is awake. I've which tried. is tough, considering is you tough. have very small children it is so i was actually thinking of replacing so since i am thinking about not going to the brick mm-hmm. during the week i work from six to nine three times a yeah that week, makes right? sense instead of going there i do my own thing during that time 
I don't change anything, but I use those three hours. Yeah, you just sub out the brick. Sub for... out the brick. And that'll help a lot too with the stress. Yep. Because I'm not dealing with crappy coworkers or customers or anything. And hopefully that'll help me discover something because this is the first time that I'm actually trying something this good for me, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like beneficial, like not just focusing on money, money, money all the time, like try to focus on my health and yeah. then hopefully that'll lead me to the promised land. And <laughs> uh, So where are you thinking about doing this three hours of, I don't of know. woo time? I was actually thinking about the library maybe. Yes. Library is always a great place to go to. I do have that other house that is empty right now. <laughs> the the house in Burlington that yep. that we'll be discussing a little bit later in this podcast, mm-hmm. um, but that's also an option because it is empty. I mean, for security purposes, someone maybe should be there every <laughs> once in a while just to make sure there's no break-ins or anything. Yeah. So I was even thinking about doing that over over there. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, a lot of my motivation to earn money is for that house yeah. as well, because it's it's an expensive house <laughs> and. I got to pay it off. <laughs> so those are kind of the places. If actually you wanted to join me on, if I did go to the library. I mean, I'm usually there three three times a week already. So yeah. I would definitely, and starting two weeks ago, the city of Burlington uh, extended the hours for all of their libraries. So uh, the central library at least is open till 9 p.m. Uh, Monday through Friday now. That's perfect. Yeah. So our listeners out there, if you want to meet <laughs> the hosts of One and a Half Asians, just drop into the Burlington Central Library. You might get lucky. Well, I don't think we want to cause a fanfare and that's disrupt true, that's true. I gotta all get, the library patients. I got to have the laser focus during that three hours. But we might be doing some signing afterwards. Absolutely. Afterwards. We'll see but... you at 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that'd be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, that's something I'm actually looking very looking forward to because actually before i watched that video i was super into like shopify and like yep. oh i want to do this drop shipping that these guys yeah. are talking about like i don't have to own any of these products i can just wait for an order to come in and then it's fulfilled somehow in china yeah um but then i alibaba. don't alibaba alibaba yeah so I, so did you watch the whole alex becker video do you see like w- what you end up having to buy it's a program he's a marketer so what yeah I've, i i've actually done well, I've, I've watched the video, so I know how it ends. I don't think he. I don't think he actually does drop shipping. I don't. I don't one of the videos I was like six months ago, so it might be a little outdated. Mm-hmm. But he said, from what I know, he said he's never done drop shipping, but he knows methods on how to do it properly. Yeah. And he sells a marketing program that with like email marketing and. Yeah. So he himself, his business is he sells how to target people with Facebook ads. Yes. And then he has a business partner who has developed a program, a add-on to your your browser. So let's say it's Firefox. So instead of you having to go through all the ins and outs of figuring out how to do drop shipping on your Shopify um, website, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just an add-on that it ends up costing you like two grand so that you can literally copy and paste the URL into the add-on to allow you to do dropshipping fulfillment. That's super cool. Yeah. 
it made it seem really easy. And then uh, we have a friend, Nick Olenek, who deals with digital marketing. And I was asking him a little bit about, mm-hmm. like, how do you do targeted marketing? And, and he's got quite a bit of experience. So it would be somebody that we could actually talk to. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be another cool, interesting venture that we can do as one and a half Asians. If if you'd be interested, I'm I'm Pete. I think we would have to do more research before I feel of less course, skeptical. Yeah. I mean, the big draw to me was that there's a low investment, yeah, that you have to put in, right? Because it's not actual physical products that you have to exactly. hold in a warehouse. You don't have to get warehouse. You don't have to get distribution. You don't have to worry about fires. You don't have to have yeah. insurance. But actually, building the website, I think, would be not too hard. I think we're a Shopify website. Yeah, Shopify website. There's just templates, and then everything's connected to this AliExpress website where Mm -hmm. you can pick products. I guess it would just be picking the right product. Yeah, that you think would generate like traffic and generate like. No, you don't generate traffic with the product. That's what the the Facebook marketing is. Yeah, you you get traffic through that. Through that. So it's just a matter of being able to be hyper-specific with your ad placements. Yeah. It's just so many. I know. The only thing is there's so many out there. Like, there's just be so... So many what? So many Shopify sites doing Yeah, this. but there's so many niche markets, right? Like, when you start thinking about just how many people there are in the world and just how many super obscure things there are. Like, That's look true. at the explosion of... Uh, oh, what's it called? When you dress up as your char- favorite characters from video games and anime. Uh, so you could do some sort of focused attack on that's true see that's the thing yeah that's the thing so i was to find that niche is i need that super focus (laughs) (laughs) i gotta get rid of my brain fog is what it is maybe that's what you should sell d brain fogulation i am in the health industry so i've been looking at do you have you heard of the or seen the Thomas DeLauer, the keto guy? Yes, I have, yeah. So I would describe his business model on YouTube as he provides free value to people on YouTube with information on what the ketogenic diet is, uh, different foods that get you into ketosis, different myths, etc. He provides you value. Mm-hmm. And then after you as the customer have received, let's say, $100 worth of free value, he will approach you with, here's my system or here's my PDF program. Yeah. And I think if you were to figure out a way to defog your brain, then you could kind of do a little YouTube series where you talk about your experience yeah, with having brain fog and then your decision to laser focus. And then once you provide value to them, be like, yeah. here's my PDF. Actually, that's true. Like if I actually, if, 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 my YouTube channel niche or something comes out of it, mm-hmm. I think it'd be super interesting to start something and let people in on something so simple, but something so beneficial to yeah to everyone. I'm sure everyone would want to get, just get rid of brain fog. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people out there just like me who wonder what they want to do in their life, what their purpose is. It's a great way to find out. Mm-hmm. So speaking about uh, brain fog and Burlington Library stuff, <laughs> You met an interesting person when you were at the library. Yeah. So the other day I went to the Central Library in Burlington and there was a table set up in the front foyer and it had a bunch of GoTrain cardboard cutouts on. So I thought that was interesting. 
I had previously had some questions about the GoTrain system and their expansion and their future plans, but their website was terrible. It was very convoluted and confusing, hard to navigate. Yeah, the GoTrain so stuff. I just kind of, I had some interesting thoughts and then left it. But when I walked inside of the library and saw that there was two guys standing there with no one else around, even remotely interested, <laughs> I walked right up. Like, hi, I'm Cody. And uh, just really picked their brains about Metrolinx as a whole. It's a weird place for them to be, like, setting up. So specifically why they were there that day was the Aldershot Station has a pedestrian pedestrian bridge that goes over the tracks to connect to the uh, uh, north side parking lot. Yeah. So what's happening is they're going to have to replace that. So they were there to provide any feedback to the community about any concerns about the building of this new pedestrian bridge. Uh, but I kind of hijacked, hijacked the opportunity to ask them about their future plans and what Metrolinx as a whole is doing in the Golden Horseshoe area. So some things that interested me was from Aldershot to Union Station, that section of rail is owned by Metrolink. Mm -hmm. So they have the ability to scale up um, train routes as many times as they want, like every 10 minutes if they really wanted to. But in the next three years, it'll be every 15 minutes from Aldershot, like at every station, there'll be trains mm -hmm. leaving every 15 minutes, which is huge. Remember yeah, back when great. it was only an hour? Oh, friggin'. <laughs> Yeah, when you miss a train, you're like, mother. Well, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> um, but now, so because they own that section from Aldershot all the way to Union, they are going to electrify that. So uh, they have to do massive renovations mm -hmm. along that entire uh, Lakeshore West section. So Kerr Street and Burloke, uh are both getting under passes for cars. Okay. So those are going to start construction this year. Uh, Aldershot's getting that bridge redone so that they can then have the infrastructure for all of the electrical work. Mm -hmm. So all that stuff was neat, and I liked the focus of uh, a cleaner style. But the parts that I started really asking about was, what is your expansion into Hamilton? Where are the new stations going to be? Yeah. How often will they be running? Um what is the timeline for these stations to be up and operational? And there's some cool stuff. So they are, they are planning some stuff over there, right? Well, what's most interesting, because you and I had talked about the Kitchener Corridor. Yeah. And that that timeline was more 2025, 2026. Yeah. So if you are taking the QEW Niagara bound, there's an exit in Grimsby, Casablanca. There's like the Boston Pizza and a Superstore. It's, but if you looked south towards the lake, it is exploding with condos. They are building, mm -hmm. building, building, because that's where the new GO train station will be, and that will be operational by 2021, in two years. Wow. So that's their first phase. That's an interesting investment opportunity. Well, that's just it. So I, was, I went home and I jumped on realtor.ca and I was looking at things in the area. So you're looking at, for one, uh, sorry, for two-bedroom condos. and Because there's also a smaller neighborhood um, on the other side of the highway, farther away from the lake, so not Lakeview property, but yeah, but still in that area that w would be a commuter uh, residence. Um, you could get homes for 300 to 400, and then one-bedroom condos from 250 to 325. 
So that's a reasonable price, for, I think, for that for a we're not priced out of the market at that point. Yeah. So I was then looking at Airbnb, like would I want to live in Stony Creek Grimsby or would I want to use that as an investment opportunity and then start kind of like a, a holdings company per se to buy these real estate yeah, things yeah. and then make money through either renting it the traditional style to somebody or uh, doing more Airbnb style. Because mm-hmm. also at that at that station um, and at the same timeline, there will be daily trips out to Niagara Falls. So Niagara Falls and all the wineries all become a realistic travel option from Grimsby. That's so interesting. Like, mm-hmm. especially like, I'm really big into real estate investment and because I know what it's like living in Toronto, yeah, and it sucks sometimes. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's fun. It's great. It's great. But it sucks. It's it's great, but the prices to live there, it's ridiculous. And if if now if we can kind of look ahead and see what they're doing with these types of things, you can still earn that Toronto income. Yep. But not have to pay Toronto rents and yeah. Toronto expenses, which is huge. Which is one reason why I was so interested in Kitchener. Because if they're really building a line that takes 40 minutes to get to Toronto, mm-hmm. Union Station, from Kitchener, you know how cheap Kitchener houses are? Yep. Do you know how cheap even just a one-bedroom apartment would be for, let's say, a new grad who just is out of school, Yep. doesn't have the money to live in downtown Toronto because it's friggin' it ridiculous. Doesn't have a half million dollars. Doesn't have, like, even not even half a million. They don't have, like, for a one-bedroom place in Toronto, downtown costs like two thousand dollars now and you're talking like you're looking at maybe four to five hundred square feet mm-hmm. you can like <laughs> what can you do in four you you remember i used to live in a 400 square foot place yeah the it's, one room it's just the room yeah you cook something your bed smells like what you just <laughs> cooked yeah right yeah like it's freaking ridiculous how much they're charging per square foot in Absolutely. toronto like a thousand dollars per square foot if you want to buy something yep like Insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's unreasonable, realistically. So if they can go to somewhere like Kitchener and live in a nice place, spacious place, and have all that nature around them, yep. and then still work in Toronto, that's a win-win, I think. So that's why I really like the idea of Hamilton first, Kitchener second, Hamilton so that we first. time it with the Go Train expansion. That's true. It would be nice to get in, like obviously earlier than later mm-hmm. because well hamilton first because you know it's closer we know the market better we're here if we wanted to have to take yeah. care of things yeah and there's the mcmaster there so McMaster, definitely yeah. some eager kids that are wanting to live in downtown toronto or work in downtown yeah. toronto i mean and also did you know they're putting a light rail transit system in hamilton no so know. it starts at, are you familiar with Hamilton at all? No, I've lived in Burlington for like 17 years. So Never gone to East Hamilton, so you're looking at Eastgate Square for those who are familiar. It starts there and it goes all the way to McMaster is the final route. Hmm. I think that's, uh, and right, so that also connects um, the, almost, the Go Train exit at Casablanca yeah. all the way into downtown Hamilton, so somebody in theory could live downtown Hamilton and get out that way. 
But then there was no timeline set on the Metrolink's website for this one, but the downtown GO train station currently has daily weekday trips, but only during commuting hours. Yeah. Um, but eventually that will be an all-day service. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the issue is Metrolinx only owns up to Aldershot, and then all the rails from Aldershot on uh, is owned by CN, uh, uh-huh. Canadian National Railway. And so they have to bend to the will of CN and their freight trains. Oh, yeah. So they have to time everything with that. And in order to expand lines, they can't, because it travels over the waterway, they would have to build another bridge that could carry trains to expand services. So it's not financially viable at the moment. But it's interesting. But all of these ideas are investment ideas. But the other half of the conversation was the gentleman kept talking about the demand for jobs at Metrolinx. And that because they are they are aggressively expanding in so many different markets all at the same time, that there's going to be lots of opportunity to work for Metrolinx, which is a government-owned company. So mm-hmm. you get government pension, government pay, government days off. And then there's room to grow up as the company matures. So he started talking about like any field you could think of, all the different trades, because they have to build everything, all the different repair and maintenance jobs, all the different marketing, all the different coordinators, all the different back uh, office jobs that they have. Back office jobs, the accountants, all the people at the ticket booths. But the one that kind of piqued my interest because it would be easy to do. They provide the training and it's based on my Googling, reasonable pay, conductor. Oh. If they have all these lines that they're going from only during rush hours, Monday through Friday, to every half hour, seven days a week, yeah. they have to have way more conductors. There's going to be a huge demand for conductors. Double C. Wouldn't that be kind of an interesting... Conductor Cody. Conductor Cody. <laughs> and then I could go, woo-woo! <laughs> And I'll be in the next train beside you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's not a glamorous job, but it it w- pays well. It would pay well, and then that could be your your baseline money for allowing you to get into real estate. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, well, especially like there. yeah, I'm well. Funny you say that because Esther was actually looking for looking at a job at Metrolinx. Yeah, before she had to go back to RBC. Because she really didn't want to go back mm-hmm. to her old job, um, but there was she saw a very like she saw a lot of postings oh, at yeah. Metro Links, uh, and one thing that really got her interested was that government pension yep. with the company, because she has that right now with RBC. Mm-hmm. She got into RBC when they still had that defined benefit plan, yep. and then a year later they got rid of it and changed the defined contribution. Ooh. So she's, she was able to keep that old one. Yeah which is why she's still with mm-hmm. RBC. Like, she doesn't want to leave. These pensions are huge, right? Like, yep. it's it's big money when you retire. Yep. And it's it's that security that you just have a pension mm-hmm. rather than just these defined contributions where you're just putting money in, and it could go down. It could, like, it's really nothing. Like, I calculated it one time. You make nothing when you retire on these other plans. Mm-hmm. Um, but Metrolinx, that's a good good option for anyone who's looking for a stable company. Yeah, they make right, tons and it's, of money, and it's subsidized 
by the government, so you know can't really fail. Yeah. And they're going to be like, do you know how busy these trains are? Have you ever been on a go train in the morning? <laughs> yeah, I used to be a daily commuter, Woo. Frick, they're packed. They are packed, and the prices keep going up. Actually, I was looking at their financials because it, um, it's like a half billion dollars of revenue a year. Sorry, not a half billion. Five hundred billion. Five hundred billion in revenues per year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And these trains, like you got to stand all the way to Toronto. Yep. Like you get on, and you're just you're standing. Well, to be fair, pushed up against glass. Someone's touching. In you. the last couple <laughs> of years, during which you and I have not been dealing yeah. with commuters, they've aggressively expanded the amount of trains, how often they leave. Um, so it's not nearly that bad. Um, but as more people start commuting, it'll start to get more like that. The days of old. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Because all that would help us with our investment. With our plan. In pl- our plans to invest in real estate. And moving on with the same topic. Yeah, so if you were to invest in homes in the area, you could do Airbnb. Airbnb, folks, that could be the side hustle. Did you know what Airbnb stands for? Bed and breakfast? Yeah. Well, it's like, it was started by these guys at, in San Francisco, like uh, 2005, I think. Mm-hmm. And to make up part of the rent, I guess, because they were short on rent, they yep. would rent out one of the rooms. Like, it was like an air bed. Yeah. <laughs> so they marketed it as like an air bed and you get like cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Continental breakfast. Continental breakfast. And then they built the business pretty much from that. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting. Like, I'm actually thinking about doing Airbnb yep. with the house that we have in Burlington. Yeah. I'm torn because it's such a beautiful house that I have. I wish everyone <laughs> listening could see this house that I purchased impulsively, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I can't really afford it right now. Yeah. But it's a beautiful house, yeah. regardless. So I was actually thinking about either Airbnb or renting it. Mm-hmm. What I don't like about renting it, though, is... Tenants have a lot of power these days yeah. over the landlord. Like, you can't just kick someone out, apparently, of hmm. your house. Like, tenants have a lot of rights rights and protection, and you can't just let them leave. If they want to stay there longer than you want them to, they can. They have yep. the right to, and they have a way to, like, sue you as <laughs> a landlord if you kick them out. It's a lot of stuff. I didn't really read much into it, but I don't know. I just don't like that idea of being a slave to the tenant yeah especially if it's your own property yeah so airbnb kind of piqued my interest yeah because you can still maintain your own house mm-hmm. right you'd have guests come in let's say for a weekend and then you can just make sure during the week that it's clean mm-hmm. you can do all the cleaning yourself you can make sure if anything's damaged you get it fixed right away rather than having a tenant in there mm-hmm. throughout the whole year just renting from you you don't know what's going on in that house because yeah. you can't go in there so I kind of, that's why, one reason I like Airbnb. Now, will I be making as much money as I would renting it out to someone for a year? That I don't know. Yeah, only time would tell. Only time would tell. And I won't know until I actually do it. But yep. what I've been reading, it's it's going at about like $100 per room. Yep. Which is reasonable, I guess, because if you're trying to compete with hotels... Yeah. Who do offer like $99 a night. You have to. Yeah, but to that's $99 and then there's a couple of fees. It always works out to about a buck 30. Buck 30, yeah. So 
I'm competing with them, but the benefit I would say to anyone who wants to Airbnb my house is you got a whole house. Right? You can cook food. Exactly. Everything's furnished. You got, you know, nice clean showers and nice yep. clean everything. Nature. You have a backyard, front yard. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm still going to have to just give it a try and see what comes out of it. But that's kind of what I'm leaning towards is doing Airbnb. Have you ever... Yeah, you've been in I've an been in Airbnb, Airbnb before. Yeah, I've had great experiences with Airbnb. Yeah. Like, everything is there. It's fully furnished. Yep. All the cooking utensils and plates and everything are yep. all there. So all you literally just have to go grocery shopping like you normally would, as yep. if it's your own house. Bring it in, cook it, and you just leave. Yep. You don't have to do any cleanup. The owner will come in after and make sure everything's clean for whoever rents it out next. Mm-hmm. It's I've just had a super fun experience all the time with Airbnb. I'm a, I am booked a trip to Montreal at the end of February, and I'm doing an Airbnb? Airbnb. I think you're going to have, you know, like a little one-bedroom It's a one-bedroom condo, and it's perfect. It's attached to the underground path system, the building, so I uh, can get right into... And the Montreal path system is larger than the Toronto path system. Is it? Yeah. I had no idea. And then it's across the street from the subway. Oh. So I'm a... Uh, I've been in talks with the host. I'm super excited. It's self-check-in, which I think is a huge boon. If you ever do it, I think you should do self-check-ins. I have, I have been in one in Montreal, actually, yeah. and they actually left the door unlocked with the keys just on the kitchen counter. Damn. It was super, like, I mean, we had to tell them around what time we were going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I guess they can time it so they don't just leave the door unlocked yeah. for forever. This one, there's a, a keypad. So instead of giving me a physical oh, key, I just I have to have the key number. But yeah, it was it was cheap. Yep. For one, in Montreal, it was pretty cheap. I forget how much it was, but it was less than a hundred bucks a night. Well, you're gonna you're gonna be upset when I tell you when I, I got my Airbnb for. No, actually upset. Um, so it's <laughs> winter right now here in Canada, and Montreal has some particularly harsh winters. So their tourism is uh, not so strong during the winter. So I got my Airbnb for forty seven dollars a night. God damn it. Yeah. 47 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty cheap. <laughs> it's, it, I was laughing. I'm like, I would pay twice this easy. Yeah. But it's great. I'm a two minute walk from the Notre Dame Basilica. I'm right on the border of old Montreal, downtown Montreal. Yeah. I can. Yeah. The only downside I would, I would see to myself doing an Airbnb though, is I have to furnish the house. Mm-hmm. Right. Right now it's a bare house. Yep. Nothing in there. I just got appliances the other last week. So I got a fridge, a stove, and a dishwasher. Yep. That I have to install, by the way. Um, I can install that. Yeah? Yeah. You're coming over sometime. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I've You've done a dishwasher? dishwasher? Yeah. You want to come over next week sometime? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was stressing out so hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's easy. It's roughed in already. So there's yeah, a yeah. spot. And there's also like all the electrical stuff, which is kind of scaring me because one <laughs> funny story. Um, I was I was planning on installing this dishwasher by myself. Okay. So whenever I sell a dishwasher to someone at the brick, yeah. I ask them, are you installing this by yourself by any chance? And they'll say, yes, we are. So I'll ask them, like, is it hard? And I'll, most of them will say like, no, it's easy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Um, but then one guy pretty much saved my life. <laughs> he's like, okay, first thing you got to do, no one told me this. My last customer actually told me, he's like, first thing you got to do, turn off the power because you don't want to electrocute yourself and kill yeah. yourself. I was like, oh my God. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that's a pretty important part. I was like, I would have completely forgot about because I'm not a tradesman. I'm not yeah. a. I don't install stuff. Yeah. So I was like, you might have just saved my life. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to be touching live wires, uh, especially if you're going to be screwing like with a screwdriver or anything in there. Because yep. I looked inside. It's just like a little power box. There is no plug. Yep. It's just wires. Yeah, you have to connect the wires. So he's like, yeah. So if I were you, I'd just go to Home Depot and get one of those things that checks the yep. voltage or whatever it is. Um, digital multimeter. Digital multimeter. Which I have one. So I was like, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> but everything else is there, though. Like yep. That is all there. There's a underneath the sink sink there's a like a thing where you put the drain hose yep but it's capped yeah i don't really know how to open it well we'll figure it out okay but anyways the downside is i have to furnish this damn place yeah so right now there's nothing in there no couches no beds Mm -hmm. i'm figured just to do it the bare minimum it's going to cost me like five to ten thousand dollars yep i don't know (laughs) i don't like i'm maxed out with everything pretty much right now so i don't know if if you're be able to swing. I don't know. So that's why I'm I'm looking so much into these side hustles, these side yeah. businesses, online businesses. Getting rid of this damn brain fog. <laughs> <laughs> have you checked out maybe like uh, Facebook Marketplace? People I often have. have to move and like just have a huge house sale. Could you imagine you just buy someone's entire house? I could. House? I could. That's also an option because if it's leather stuff, I wouldn't mind. Fabric, I'm a little against yeah. just for sanitary reasons. But that's a good option. I've been actually looking into Facebook and all that other yeah the secondary market yep so one of the other things i would suggest um that i was playing around with while i was looking for airbnbs are these experiences that you can uh, have marketed to you when you are traveling Mm -hmm. so like just and when you go to a hotel you have a concierge and then you go down and say hey like i'm in the city what is there to do and they can kind of point you in directions for different clubs or restaurants or this or that it would be, I think, in your best interest to start looking at different groups of people to market your Airbnb to. Like, for okay. instance, the Oakville Hospital is just down the road. Uh, and maybe yeah. that there would be uh, nurses coming in, um, oh. researchers who would want to live close by and oh, yeah. not want to sign a long-term contract. I have not so thought I think about those that. are are interesting things that you could be marketing yourself. Or if you do one room, you could rent out one room to like a full-time tenant and then Airbnb the other two. That's true. I never actually, I remember that actually one of the realtors was telling me about that in Toronto when I invested in a condo Mm -hmm. because it's so close to all those hospitals. They're on these rotating shifts all the time. Like a group of doctors might rent out your condo because they just want somewhere to sleep. Mm-hmm. until their next shift or they want a place where they can just sleep a few hours before they have to start like mm-hmm. a comfortable place so that's damn cody <laughs> i'm learning a lot of stuff this week i've learned how to not kill myself <laughs> <laughs> and yeah the hospital thing that's yeah. a super cool idea because it's right on highway five absolutely and it's only a 10 minute drive too yeah 10 15 minute drive yeah and free parking <laughs> <laughs> that's huge actually it is so yeah, thanks, Cody. No problem, Wucho. Learned a lot. Yeah, this is what we're here for. I hope uh, I hope our guests, or I hope our listeners learned a little bit too. Yeah. If you like these types of things, please let us know because we got a lot of things that we're thinking about all the time in terms of the hustle. The, yeah, growth as men. Growth as men. All right, everyone. 
Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening. This was SO2E06. Yeah. All right. See you later, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the One and a Half Asians podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 1.5 Asians Podcast and on Twitter at 15 Asians Podcast. Reach out to us on either platform to let us know what you thought about today's episode or to give us ideas about what you'd like to hear Wu and Cody rant about in a future episode.